So if you could replace like work and school with with other things, with other things that you think are important about you, or you think you like want to know about other people, uh, what do you <laughs> do? You have any idea what that might be? I think like people's background, like where they come from, what type of not like what type of a family they are, they really come from, but like your background, like where they grew up, if they were from the hood, if they were like yeah. in a very rich family, I think that's how, like what shapes people. Yeah. Like it's, I had a friend who is from the hood, mm-hmm. from LA, and I can tell like we are so different mm-hmm. and he was studying here. So if he was saying, oh, I study at the Anza and I was saying, oh, I study at the Anza too, yeah, yeah, yeah. that wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't be nearly enough. Right. So it's just like one of the things that I'm like, I wish I could ask, but some people would be like, that's none of your business. Like, why would you ask something like that? It's like, okay, where do you come from? Yeah. Um, this is like where I come from, mm-hmm. but where do you come from? So yeah. I think that's important. And it gets to the point of like, how much do you need to know before you know someone? Or what are the important things about someone? Yeah. Um, and I, that might be different for everyone. That's true. And like people that I, like I, a lot of people, I thought I really know them really, really well. Mm-hmm. And at some point in my life, they do something, you know, as time goes by. <laughs> and I'm like, like, like what? Like what? I don't know. Like <laughs> depending on the situation and the people but they do something and i'm like i definitely did not know you until this time this date you know it's just you i i feel like you you can never really know somebody a hundred percent it's never gonna happen yeah and uh, even scarier perhaps is do you know yourself I know, exactly. Um, because when you speak about things like where someone came from or their, their history or their past, the truth is for most people, we don't remember everything, period, especially mm-hmm. not from like our de- developmental years, our childhood, when yeah. we weren't really capable of, <laughs> of noticing certain yeah. things or valuing certain things. Yeah. But it could be something that happened when you were really young that has completely shaped your view of the world and you haven't questioned it yet. Yeah. That's so true. And like what I noticed is that the like having parents or being like in a family that you had like a single mom or single dad or being like a foster kid, like all these things, you never know how much it matters and like how much the culture matters. Like I growing up, I had my mom and my dad. So like the way that I look at things is a lot different from that friend of mine who not only is from the hood, but grew up like with her, with his single mom. So yeah. he didn't have a dad and he doesn't even know his dad. Yeah. So it's like, I, I see a lot of like empty parts in him mm-hmm. that I can't even find them in myself because I don't have him. And like, I'm like, I can tell from the way that sometimes he talks, I'm like, if your mom hadn't done like certain things, and of course I don't tell him this, I just think to myself, yeah. you would have been different different in a good way or bad way i don't know but you would have been different right you know so it's just these things matter a lot but unfortunately you can't ask people that and i do agree with the part that you were like do you even know yourself because sometimes <laughs> i ask i ask this for myself I'm like, do i even know myself or do i know what i want from my life because yeah. when people a lot of people 
ask me, okay, like, tell me more about yourself. What do you like to do? Or this and that. I'm like, I really don't know. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what I like to do. And it's just, it's messed up because I'm like, it shouldn't be like this. Like, I should have, I should know myself a lot more. Yeah. You know, deeper than what I know right now. Yeah. But yeah, I never take the time to, to really think about these stuff deeply. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you in this in the idea that uh, the way that you grow up, you don't really know how it's going to affect you. And you also said you don't even know if it would be a positive or negative effect on your friend yeah. if he would have grown up differently. Yeah. Because it could be that a lot of his positive character traits were formed in whatever environment he was in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know this, that something that I found very interesting when I was a kid was that, first of all, I grew up with my aunt and my uncle. I was like functionally adopted by my family. So it was like a weird adoption thing, unofficially. But um, since I didn't know my parents, and since I was so desperate to like find out on some level, like what is the real relationship that I'm missing out on between myself and my parents, Mm -hmm. I would be like hyper aware of my friends interacting with their parents. And one of the weird things I found out for me, and I don't know if this is even true for my brother and my sister, but it's that risk taking for me was kind of like one of the positive outcomes of the whole thing. Because I remember consciously thinking like, especially when I saw a bad habit, like go from parent to child, like someone downloaded something that was bad. Then I thought, whew, I'm glad my parents aren't around because I'm around adults, but I don't have that direct automatic, like anything they do is automatically good yeah. uh, view of any adult when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I had mentors, but it was what it was. So I always felt like I get to experiment way more than other people. Like That's I get right. to try shit out. That's something that a lot of people don't get. Or I get to have nine parents. I get to have 30 mentors. And I could just take the best stuff I like from each of them and then that's my upbringing, you know? Yeah. Um, it takes a child, or it takes a village to raise a child. It mm-hmm. takes a child to raise a village. <laughs> um, but risk-taking and risk-aversion, I think is the word for it, is something that I feel as I get older, and I'm only 24, but like as I get older, I see that that seems to be something that's formed when you're really young, and it's hard to shake it. Like if you decide, for instance... Uh, When you're young, if you're in an environment where everything is safe and perfect all the time, there's no reason for you to take risk. That's, yeah, that's right. There's more of a reason for you to defend what you already have Mm -hmm. or protect whatever you already have. Yeah. But if you feel like you have nothing to lose, there's every reason to take risk. You know what I mean? You're already at the bottom. So everything you do, you're either going to end up right where you are or better. So there's every reason in the world to go for it. And um, I think that's one of the crazy things that can happen or that's more likely to happen in a more turbulent environment. Out of all of the, you know, I feel like I suffered a lot because of that situation. But I feel that having a, uh, a desire and a willingness to uh, kind of go for things is an automatic response that I have to certain situations that is not universal. And I'm very grateful that uh, there are some positives, basically, for every... It seems there are positives for any situation, and they might not outweigh the negatives. But, um, yeah, that's something that I feel has formed in my childhood. And um, when it comes to, like, how am I doing, I have 
it's it's almost like there's only two things that really matter, which is one from kind of a mental health self care perspective. Do I feel that I have control of my thoughts and actions? Yes or no. And then two, what am I working on? Like that's the only thing. And for me, that like sometimes that involves school, but sometimes it doesn't. So to me, that's like a higher level answer. And that's the angle that I'm coming at when when I say I agree with you and, and the idea that like school and work should be the central things that you know about someone. Because for me, it's just like mental health and what am I working on, which may or not be like paid work or an academic project. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting thinking, what do you know about other people and what do you know about yourself? Well, speaking of that, what do you think is like an ideal life for you? What do you think if you're going to live for roughly 100 years, you're at the current point that you're at now, um, working and a student, if I'm correct yes. there, <laughs> working at the school. Yeah. I remember you like telling me something about mm-hmm. that. But um, what would be ideal? What would be the best possible scenario? What, I would yeah. like to be able to get into a good school and then get a good degree. I would like to get my PhD, but well, that's, you know, in the far future. So I yeah. can't say that it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. Yeah. That would be like the ideal thing that I would want. And like does it matter what the degree is into you? Do you feel like you have an idea of what that might be? I would like to go to med school and then something related to that. Okay. Um, working maybe in a hospital or something like that, having mm-hmm. a family. Um, I'm not sure if I'll be living in this particular city. Yeah. I'd like to move to a bigger city. Mm. So why? Because I'm I'm from a big city, so I'm you know I I like when I'm around a lot of people when I'm in traffic. You know I'm you love being in traffic. Yes. Oh my god! You should go to L. A. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's just I I just enjoy it, and to to a lot of people, it's like you're crazy. Like you know, it's like you're losing your mind. That's a lot of time and gas and everything that you waste. I'm like, yeah, but that's what I'm used to. So oh my. It where are you from? Me. I'm from Tehran, Iran. So that's the oh capital city god. of Iran. We had 20 million people living in that. <laughs> <laughs> so you can just yeah I, maybe you can understand it now 20 Wait, million it's, i mean uh, i gotta look it up after all this is over but yeah. is there so what other cities rival that size that would make you feel comfortable and at home either la or san francisco and i i don't like san francisco's environment for whatever reason it's a big city that has traffic and a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. It's like when I compare it to L.A., it's just so different. L.A. is what I'm used to more. Mm. I don't know why. It's just the way that the city is and stuff. But yeah. San Francisco, it's it's weird. Like, I don't see myself living in that city as yeah. much as I do see myself living in L.A. But that would be my ideal life, I would say. I would like to have kids. but um, When? This is a big thing, right? You know, yeah. Sometimes I think and I'm like, I would like to have kids when I'm young, like when I'm in my 20s. Mm-hmm. So like, not like sometime from now and in 10 years, I would like to have kids. At the same time, I'm like, then I wouldn't, I would not have enough time to enjoy my life, you know? Mm. 
by myself with someone else. I don't know, but I wouldn't have enough time because once you have a kid, it's kind of like you're sacrificing your life. Yeah, you know, Oof, that's that's person. a harsh way of putting it, but yeah. that may be how it is. Yeah, I I really believe that if you want to be a good mom, especially, I think you would really need to sacrifice a lot of things because of because of your child, mm. you know, for your child. So. Yeah, I think that's what I would like to have, but I don't know if it's going to happen, how many of the things on the list is going to happen. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, and PhD on top of being a doctor. Yeah. Because for a doctor, I, I don't know anything about the medical field. Let me say that first, all right? But for a doctor, it seems like you don't really need a PhD in I order to still be like a wealthy person. Yeah, I think master's would be enough. Mm. But... I might just stick with the master's. I don't know. Mm. You know, these are just, that's like the highest thing that I would like to get. I don't know. And if I want to put the money and time yeah. into getting it. But it's just like one of the things that I'm like, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. It's yeah. not something that I'm just like, I'm like, no. One of the things that I would back to like family and kids besides like my career in school is that I would really like to be in a solid relationship that, like, the dad wouldn't leave in the middle. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'll take care of it yourself. Like, I don't care anymore. So, like, even though I'm not really big when it comes to marriage and stuff, I'm not one of those people that believes in, oh, you have to get married in order to live with someone yeah. or this and that. But I really think that there should be some kind of commitment Mm-hmm. before having kids so that I know that I'm not just going to be a single mom taking care of one or two kids. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty crazy that you have to like go out of your way to make that a uh, condition. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, and I say that this is what I mean by that. It's that I personally feel like, um, and I haven't been in any, I don't have any kids. I haven't been in any super long relationship. That's the disclaimer. But I personally feel like it um, follows pretty naturally um, unless there's some other problem, like there's a financial problem or, you know, somebody slashed someone else's tires in a drunk fit. But it seems like um, overall it, it makes sense to, it makes sense to be in a, a situation where everyone kind of wants the best for the other person as well. Uh, Like, if you really enjoy being around them, if you really enjoy, you know, whatever you guys do, Mm -hmm. um, then it seems like it's pretty natural that you would kind of want the best for the other person as well as yourself. But, again, I don't have kids, (laughs) but especially for kids, (laughs) unless there is some other issue in the way, um, isn't there a natural connection that people have with their kids so that they want to be around? Even if they're not with the... so, So what do you think about this? Let's say you're with someone and then uh, you have a child and uh, you guys end up having like some kind of an issue. Maybe you were never fully married. How would you feel about them seeing the child but not necessarily wanting to see you? It's yeah. raising the kid that you want help with, right? Not Right. I, I personally think that this is just like my thing that I probably would need to work on. That it's just it would probably bother me. I'm like, you know, I would be like, you can't just leave me and be like, oh, I'll just come see the kid or I'll just yeah. try to take care of him or her, but yeah. I'm leaving you. Because 
I tend to get attached to people, not just like a boyfriend, but even friends, even mm. family, because I was born in like a small family with no siblings. So to me, getting oh, wow. attached to people, it's like super quick, mm. you know, and it's not I think it's it comes from where I come from, you know, again, yeah. back to what I was saying in the beginning. It's like history background. You know, I didn't even though my dad was living with my mom and I, he was always working like he would leave at five in the morning come back at like 10 or 11 and at some point my mom and I moved to another city yeah so you know me not having my dad all the time or the majority of time makes me want to date older guys mm. not in late 40s or 50s not like that 60s not <laughs> 70s <laughs> <laughs> hey, not that, that I'm like <laughs> Not that I'm looking for like a sugar daddy to pay for my stuff. It's none of that. It's just that I get that support. And like <laughs> one funny thing, I think that my dad is not, my dad is tall, you know, he's like a big guy, but inside he's like a baby. Like when we first <laughs> moved here, I hate to say this and it's not that I'm laughing at him or anything like that. I think it's okay to be like this. He was scared of homeless people in downtown San Jose. Mm. And he wasn't scared in a way that he was scared in a way that he didn't want to go there, basically. Wow. And I always look for somebody who is not scared of these things. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, you can protect me. Yeah. So that's why I never look for guys who are like short and skinny. I'm like, if I'm bigger than you, then <laughs> something happens. You definitely can't do shit. It's just going to be me. And it's like just like weird yeah. things that come to me so back to your first question yeah because of where i come from yeah. it probably would bother me if the dad would be like i'm leaving you but i'm still willing to take care of the kid yeah. and i think that's the issue that i had in my past relationships it's that the guys that i was with they could let go easily but i wanted to you know hold on to them and yeah. try to work things out and no matter what they had done I'm like, no, let's work it out. Let's, you know, give it another shot. Let's do this and that. And that that's like my personal issue that I, you know, because it hurts me. And I know that being in that relationship with that person is going to hurt me even more. Yeah. And I'm like, why do you do this to yourself when you know that you're getting tortured and you're still pushing it? You know, yeah. it's easy to get stuck in patterns. Yeah. I mean, maybe people feel like being in a toxic relationship is good for them in the short term. But uh, also people might not know what they're missing out on. Um, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to kind of understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, how, how could I be experiencing something better? So, so much better that I can't even imagine it. And I think that um, I'm always in that situation. I don't really know what I'm missing out on, especially when it comes to relationships. I have my own pain, my own trauma. But th for, the, for the areas where I feel like I've improved, it's a world of a difference, obviously. So, I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know. There's a, there's a little, there's like a glimmer of hope. But at the same time, if you don't really know what that's like, what it's like to be better off, what it's like to be like more healthy or more of a, I don't know, just in a better relationship overall, then how do you decide to improve? Yeah, that's right. And I think that is about almost everything. You know, it could be your job. How would you know if your job is really good yeah. if you don't try another <laughs> job? 
How yeah. would you know if your relationship is really good? If you, especially if it's toxic and you're in, you know, it's painful. Then how would you know? Yeah, especially if you're another. used to that level of pain. Pain. Yeah. So I think like that's a very bad attitude that I have. That it's just like, you know, I am like I gotta keep the person here. I gotta try to work it out. I gotta try to, you know, be nice. And one thing is that. I'm never an asshole to people. Like I try to be nice, as nice as I can, and even like, you know, if someone cuss me out, I'm not gonna do that. Do the same thing, thing because I like my my mom always told me she's like, you don't need to do things. It'll just it's just karma. It something will happen to them. Do you <laughs> want me to turn on a light or no? no? Like what? Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't know that it's automatic. But you know, <laughs> you know, my mom's like. Even like small things, and I had this conversation with other people that they're like, "No, like you need to speak up. Like you need to say something. You shouldn't、yeah. just stay quiet and think that, oh yeah, it's, something's gonna happen to them." But like that's what I've been hearing since I was a kid. That my mom was like, even my grandma too. They were like, you know, you have like very limited power.、Mm. You can't. The worst thing, like, okay, let's say that this friend that I was telling you, like he hurt me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would be the, like the the biggest thing, like bad thing or whatever that would let your anger out? What would be, you know, what what that thing is? Yeah, is it like slapping them, hitting them, blocking them, or, you know, what? It's limited, right? But my my mom and my grandma, they're like, you know, and this is for everybody, for every situation or the majority of the situations. They're like. You know, at some point, it's like th- how the universe works. Something will happen to them that it's a lot bigger and tougher than what you could have done to them. You know,、mm. and that's when they would really understand what they've done. If you slap them, they ain't gonna know shit. They're like, oh well, oh whatever's. You know, it'll、mm. get healed. But like, things happen to them at the right time, and you never know. Sometimes maybe you would. See it, and even though you've lost connection with the person, it'll it'll come back. And this has actually happened to my grandma. She's like, she she she's weird. She's like super into energies and how things、yeah. work and like the universe. So, like one time,、um, my grandpa used to be in the military, so she knew a lot of you know important people. People. So one time, after the revolution that happened in Iran. Um, this one of the guys I think killed somebody else, and then he was trying to get my、uh, grandma's house and stuff. I don't know the exact details, but it was something like some similar story to this. And then my grandma calls the guy, saying that <laughs> I don't know if that was a good thing that she said or not, but she <laughs> was like, "I hope you die, and I hope that I see you dying, like oh my, you're dead." Wait, that's not a good thing. I yeah I know it's not that I was like I don't think it's a good thing. But that's no, what she said. No, it's definitely not a good thing. But and it's funny because because he died、Ooh. and my grandma saw him dying on TV. Can you believe that shit? Wait, isn't that unbelievable? That's like something that you would think that it will never happen. Not one in a million, and it happened. That's pretty. That's a pretty good story. The guy story. got killed. <laughs> and and it's real. It's not. I'm making. I'm not making it up. It really happened. Oh so, wow! 
Well, at least she predicted it. She called yes. it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I never, you know, my mom tells me, she's like, you don't need to wish someone their death. That's, that's mean. That, that shouldn't be you. You know, you should know better. You should be a better person. And I never do. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I do have limited power and things will just come back. And it, payback is where I, I think it's for everyone. If I do something wrong, I got to pay it back too. It's not just for people who have done something to me. If, you know, I'm not an angel. I do, you know, wrong things too. Yeah. So same thing to me. It's, you know, same rule basically. Yeah. <laughs> karma. It's karma. classic karma. In this case, wishing that guy's death and it working out on television. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> karma exactly. comes back. Yeah. Speaking of death. I guess this is more of, uh, I am interested in knowing anything you're willing to tell me. But what happens after we die? You know, I don't know. In my religion, they're like, yeah, you can go to heaven or, you know, they're like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. And then there's going to be wine. There's going to be like beautiful ladies for Mm. guys. They never say anything about what's going to happen to women. Are they going to be handsome guys too or no? (laughs) (laughs) You have to be one of the beautiful ladies or ugly guys. (laughs) And then um, I heard that in my religion that they're like, yeah, you can change your face, your body, and the way that you'd like to look like and Hmm. stuff like that. I don't believe in that. Can you change uh, sexes? I don't know. Are you going to say anything about that? Maybe. But I personally it's probably against don't the religion. Believe, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's so funny. I don't believe in that. You know, I don't think that people are going to be categorized into two groups. Oh, you did this thing, it's bad. You did that thing, it's good. Actually, I read a book on what's going to happen to your soul after you die. Mm-hmm. I strongly believe that you will come back in another body, like your soul will come back. Okay. And in the book... I was saying that, um, like, um, what is going to happen if you were, if you had murdered somebody in that, that specific body, if you had done something really wrong that you shouldn't have? And then the doctor was saying that your soul will sti- still come back to the earth or to, it actually was saying that it can c- go to different planets as well. Um, and Aliens? Or alien yeah, souls? Yeah, or I don't know. whichever i guess (laughs) but what's gonna happen is that your soul is gonna keep coming back until it's like clean until it doesn't do that thing again yeah so i believe in yeah you will come back again maybe not in this exact body in another body could be a man you know it could be an animal but you'll come back Mm. yeah that's very interesting uh i think that Right now, I think that it's that being alive is mostly about uh, having a conscious experience. So I think being dead is just not having a conscious experience in such a way that it's not possible to reboot. So going to sleep and not dreaming, <coughs> you're not having a conscious experience, but your body is still intact, so it's possible to start back up again and, and you can experience again. And if you're blind, you're still having an experience. If you're deaf, you're still having an experience, but it's a different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rebooting thing, I think, is the kicker. <laughs> it's the uh, <laughs> it's kind of the special sauce in this one, where if you can't reboot, then uh, a lot of things are different. And um, 
I mean, I'm kind of comically using it in the computer terms, but in that case, it, it really seems to be close to what the heart of death is, is not just the lack of a conscious experience, but the inability to start back up. And that being said, me is just the experience. So the experience would just be gone. So you think you die and that's it? Yeah, yeah. I just think there's no reboot. And I think that going to sleep without dreaming is the same. It's just you can start back up and have well, an experience. a lot of times I know that you go to sleep and you dream, but you don't remember your dream. Oh, so yeah. So would you consider that dying? Like if tonight you go to bed and you don't remember what dream you had and you think that, oh, I didn't dream. Because, you know, I don't yeah. know if you've heard that. I I had it in my bio psych class that my teacher was saying that a lot of people say, oh, I never dream at night. And that's that's not true. They do. But it's like <laughs> that specific time of, yeah. of um, I don't know, sleep that you should wake up in order to remember what you dreamed of. Mm -hmm. It's just your brain. So when you don't wake up at that time, you don't remember the dream, thinking right. that you never dream. Right. So is by dreaming, is that what you mean or you mean something uh, else? I think it's close to that. But the difference between um, going to sleep and not dreaming or going to sleep and dreaming and forgetting about it is that you're having a conscious experience trying to remember the dream. So you right. basically did reboot or it is possible to still have a conscious experience at a future period. But it seems that the only reason why you can have a conscious experience is because underlying systems of your body are functioning properly, like your heart, properly, yeah. like your heart, your lungs, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if those aren't functioning properly, then you cannot, you know, basically run the conscious experience mm -hmm. at all. And if they, if they're permanently damaged, then you just can't at any future time r have that conscious experience. Right. So you look at death more and like a, on the science side. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Which isn't the best if you're around, you know, too many astrologists or whatnot. Well, do you like astrology? Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Well, that's there are true. things wrong with it, but there's nothing wrong with the desire to like yes, something for its true. own sake. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not... It's, to me, the interesting things a, a, about death are the same interesting things about conscious experiences how am i having a conscious experience in the first place that's way more that's, interesting yeah. than like can i read can i start it up can i yeah. do it you know what i mean and it, they seem like the same question because if you could like take a dead person and then create a conscious experience uh, for them then i i might be able to make the argument that either the same person is alive which I think is unlikely, or two, a person is alive, but it might not be the same person. Mm -hmm. And then, but then we're back to the first thing. What does it mean to be, to be a person, to be a yeah. human, or to know a person? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, you know, when you start thinking about these things, you don't know the answers. So it's just frustrating because mm -hmm. you, it's like cycles, you know, you think you're answering the question and then you come back to the first question that you had and you're like oh shit no. <laughs> I don't know anything you know so the way that I look at it is just is that like I don't know I think it's a little bit of science and it's a little bit of like the whole universe and energies and you know stuff like that yeah and I don't you know I do I don't pray but I do I do talk to someone that I call like oh this is like you know my god yeah. But I, if I like really believe that it's just like 
this energy that created us and everything. I really don't know. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I, I ask myself, like, when I'm talking, I'm like, you know, I, I, a lot of times I feel like someone is looking at me and some, someone does hear me yeah. and help me out and everything. But, like, what is that thing? Is it an energy? Is it, like, an angel? You know, what is it? Yeah. I really don't know. And, you know, I and it, when it comes to death and everything, I'm like, who, you know, because people tell me or not people. Yeah, people. I hear it from other people. It's like my religion and everything. And I'm not a religious person, but I had to study it in school because they didn't care. <laughs> so that's how yeah, that's I know how about these things. Schools are. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I knew about it because of you know the country was saying that you gotta have this religion. Like we're not allowed to change it. Yeah. Um, so we had to study it. But anyways, that's how I know about it. It's not because I was born in a religious family. Um, so they're like, yeah, there's a specific time. It's like it's been set that you are going to die. Mm. And like this brings up another conversation that saying if it's meant to be, it will be. Mm. Do you believe in that? Uh, I believe in the fuzzy version of that. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in that with error bars. Yeah. So, it's you know, if, if it's meant to be, uh, you know, 10 feet, then it's meant to be. Well, I'd say, well, not exactly 10 feet. Anywhere between 5 and 15 feet. Yeah. Then it's meant to be between yeah. 5 and 15 <laughs> feet. It's a less precise statement. Mm -hmm. But basically, it's it's dealing with constraints. Uh, and one thing can constrain another thing. And it's kind of an engineering term, but an easy example um, outside of engineering is making choices. So if you make the choice to do one thing, that constrains your future choices. Because making that choice changed other things yeah like uh should i ask this person out or not if you do it that's going to change your future options because there's going to be some kind of a response mm -hmm. that wasn't and if you don't do it that could change future options yes. if you know there could be a difference there in what your options are in the future mm -hmm. so um in that sense yes but the problem is the reason for the error bars is you might not be able to do that too far without reaching a place of complete uncertainty in the future. You might be able to guess one step or two steps, but I don't think you can guess an infinite number of steps in the future. Yeah. After a certain point, it's too uncertain. Mm -hmm. you, you, need, you need more information before you can know that that thing's going to happen. Yeah, that's right. The way that I look at it is that sometimes I'm like, yeah, if it's meant to be, it will be. And everything that happens to us, it's been written and, you know, it's been set. So we're not doing anything. It's just like, it's been written, so we are just, you know, functioning ba based on that. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, no, that can't be true. It, I should put in some some sort of effort, you know, if and whatever it is. I can't just sit and be like, oh, it was meant to be, you know. Right. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, maybe all those efforts were written too. They could have yeah, been, yeah. Uh, uh. You know, that this person is going to do that, then they're going to think, and they're going to put in more effort, and I'm setting all these things for them. So yeah. it's just, like, very interesting. that I'm like, I still don't know an answer. I'm like, I don't know if I should believe. I say it a lot, that if it's meant to be, it will be. And that has happened to me in some cases that I thought, oh, this will never happen to me, and it did. So I'm like, and I didn't do much for it to happen. It just happened. So I'm like, yeah, it was meant to happen. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, 
I did put in some sort of effort, you know, a little bit, not yeah. a lot, but maybe a little, little bit for it to happen. So I'm like, then can I really say that if it was meant meant to be, it will, you know, that's why it happened? Or should I say something else? Yeah. Well, I think it's important to recognize that there is a probabilistic nature to a lot of things. And and there's a and there's a deterministic nature to a lot of things. Like if I push a chair over, it's gonna fall in the, mm-hmm. the, the way based on how I pushed it. Mm-hmm. But if I push a rubber chair over, it's still gonna respond based off of the way that I push it, but there's gonna be more oscillations, there's gonna be, you know, if I, the angle might matter more, you know what I mean? And if if you you know you touch some honey or something that's very thick versus water, it's going to respond differently. Mm-hmm. So I mean, th- some of it is definitely deterministic, but for the probabilistic parts, for the parts that really do depend on chance, um, you can't know the nature of you know probabilities. You can't know exactly what's going to happen. You just know what's more likely to happen. But the unlikely stuff happens. You know, it just happens less often, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Out of a hundred, mm-hmm. how many times do you expect it to happen? Yeah. So out of a hundred trials. So given that there's a probabilistic nature to life on some level, maybe it's not the biggest thing, maybe it's, you know, not even noticeable. I think that is where the error bars are necessary. When you don't really know exactly what's going to happen, but you know basically within with some room it's going to be in this range yeah you know like i can guarantee for the next hundred years ever better yet for the last hundred years every human being that was born was under 50 feet why because it's just it's that's pretty much how humans are born yeah right but um but the more you lower it the harder it becomes like if you say well i guarantee they're all under 25 feet it's probably still true Mm -hmm. but you can't guarantee that they're all under seven feet or yeah. eight feet. There's already counter evidence for that. So, um, but y- what you'll see is less frequently. You know, mm-hmm. you, there will be fewer people who are born who are over fifty feet. Fewer people who are over twenty five if they exist. Fewer people, more and more people. And then when you get to three feet, almost everyone's above mm-hmm. three feet. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that's changing is the frequency. Yeah. That to me is an important piece that I have a, a lot of respect for, and it prevents me from like. The pure, you know, if it will, if it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. Although, it doesn't, it doesn't refute it. You could still say, well, that probability was supposed to happen, so therefore, it's all, yeah, yeah it all works. Yeah. So, yeah, but that, that's the thing holding me back. But here's something that I do think that's kind of on the edge, that's less scientific. I think that people, uh, it's not that revolutionary, but I think that the thing that people are supposed to spend their time doing, or not that they're supposed to, let me say it like this. For every person, if they spend their time doing uh, a particular task, it'll be par- it'll be specifically rewarding for them. So like, if two people are doing the same thing, one of them, it'll be like more rewarding for that person than the other person. That it's never equal across the board. And from that perspective, if everyone did their max, their own personal max, I think everyone would be doing something different, which is kind of like a creative bias. Mm-hmm. Whereas that everybody really, if they all, if everyone found their real voice, if everyone found their dream job, if everyone found like the perfect spouse, it would be different people. It wouldn't be the same person. It wouldn't be everyone liking the same stuff. 
But the reason why people fall into lines is because that's the way the world is set up. And it takes all of your energy to break out of those lines to mm -hmm. find your voice. Mm -hmm. But I don't think people really, um, uh, when I say stuff, well, like my interpretation of what's meant to be is meant to be is closer to that. It's closer to the fact that I think, and it's unmeasurable, but I think there's a reality behind individuality that's real. I think it's not a matter of subjective choice. I think it's a matter of like what you were saying, your life experience. I think your life experience programs you to or, to be attracted or repelled from certain things. Yeah, and true. and because of that, if everyone did exactly what they were attracted to and avoided what they were repelled from, you would find that people are doing wildly different things. Yeah. Yeah. And what's going on most of the time is, you know, uh, people either don't know what they're attracted to or repelled from, or they uh, they just don't have the means to actually actualize it. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. You know, for some people, they don't know what they want, so they'll yeah. be searching for it. Mm -hmm. And they won't they may never you know find out what it is or they may you know that depends on their luck and you know their life and for some other people they know exactly what they want but they yeah. don't know how to get it yeah. or they do know how to get you know get there but things like shit happens in their life and it prevents them from you know getting to that point right so i personally don't think that there are that many people in this world that have what ever they want you know because when you get something you want more that's you know true. that's the nature of being a human like you always want more and that that's the thing that keeps you alive it's just like needing something more and once that's i really believe that like once you stop that like hope in your heart that something better or good or however you want to word it is going to happen to you it's like that day your body might be alive but like inside it's like you're dead because you're not trying anymore. It's just like, you know, you're going through this routine. You you know, you're not thinking about it getting better. So that's like how I look at it. It's just like, and I've seen all these like different types that I told you in my life that like someone really knows what they want. And, you know, I sometimes think like, what does it mean for you to really know what you want? Because right. the way that I look at it is like, even at the time that I, I think that I really know what I want, deeper inside, I still don't know what I want. You know? <laughs> it's like I'm still thinking. I'm still trying to figure out what it is. And I might think that that's the thing. But like later on, because once you get that, you're like, no, I actually want this one. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's like you're always, uh, what do they say? You're iterating. You, yes. you have a guess and then you go for it. Mm -hmm. And then you reassess. Mm -hmm. Okay, now yeah. I have a better guess. And you yeah. go for that thing. Yes. And I think that's how people can improve. I mean, not in a, not in cases that you're stealing stuff and rubbing people and, uh, I don't know, killing people. Killing people on TV. Killing people on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, mm -hmm. that's how it is. That's how I look at it. I think that's a good way of looking at it. And I think we're running out of time. You have an appointment coming up. I do. Okay, so it's time for the most important question in the, the most universe. important question in the universe. Jump or throw? <laughs> <laughs>
jump. That's right. The Chef of X podcast. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Here's a quick message from our one and only sponsor, True Facts. True, True Facts. Facts. We, we said, said it, it. Therefore, therefore it's true. You know what's good? It's the young sheep. I just wanted to give a quick shout out and testimonial to my brothers at True Facts. You know what I'm saying? True Facts is the only online news source that I can trust. They already figured it out, man. They post real shit only. The shit I agree with. You know what I mean? You never got to worry about checking those sources with True Facts. They got it done. Plus, they got some real niggas and bad bitches working up in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, shout out to True Facts. True, true Facts. facts. We, we said, said it. it therefore, therefore, it's true. true.